0: Hey, honey, are you okay? It looked like the skies were going crazy, and I thought you might have another headache.
1: Goddammit, can't you keep your thoughts a little more under control? That's the third time this week one of my cows is dropped dead, and I know it's from your fool head thinking mean thoughts
2: about cow pies. You knew when you married a goddess this kind of thing was bound to happen. I'm in good mood now, so I'll replace some pigs to replace the cow. Oinks sound better than moods.
3: Now a podcast so grand, whoa!
0: so magnificent, and so vast, it spans from the way back wind right up through yesteryear.
3: No, no way. way! Yes way! But
0: it starts with Phil.
1: How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! <sighs> Phil, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the both of you.
3: Two epic airheads.
0: Mike, we are in danger of flunk most hateously tomorrow one time traveling telephone booth
1: uh strange things are afoot at the circle k hey
3: i'm here to help you with your history report who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure
0: yo dude i have experience bar how do i get experienced
1: it's like when you learn stuff for a long time you know oh oh look mike okay let's check it out hey who is this old dude it's dangerous to go no take this
0: Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here? How's it going, ugly pixelated dude?
3: These are your hosts, Philip Willis.
1: Those are some hot magic slinging babes. And Mike Meeky. The gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of games from RPG Backtrack. If You guys are really us. What game are we
3: thinking of? Strike Force, Force, dude. Dudes.
0: This is Phil and Mike's excellent RPG Backtrack. welcome to rpg backtrack this is number 165 lunar excursion i am your host mr phil willis and this is my evil wait you want to be the good one but my good doppelganger
1: mike mikey why do we have to have such a diametric scale good or evil only why can't i be somewhere in the middle <laughs>
0: Because, because, because that's what gives us chemistry—the fact that we balance each other out, that we're complementarian or something,
1: complementary,
0: whatever that then, word is. Then
1: what? We're yin and yanging.
0: Yeah, we are so yin and yanging. Absolutely. <laughs> you think this is
2: Dungeons and Dragons?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're we're on different sides of the alignment scale. I'm like lawful evil, and Mike's like chaotic good.
1: See, this is totally balanced by all the decisions I make every day. Same with Phil. Has to
3: be. Mm-hmm.
0: And we have a guest star with us today. Star. Yeah, it, it, but I only got your first name here. I usually say first name, second name. It's kind of hard just to make fun of your name with just a first name. I guess I can try. We oh. have Shannon on the show. Shannon,
2: shaman, she's wow.
0: shamming it down. Sham it.
2: Hello, everyone. It's been a
0: while since I known a Shannon. Was the last time I remember a Shannon? High school? Boy, that was a oh. long
2: time ago. Jeez
0: Huh? So what's up, Shannon? Tell us about yourself. Where are you coming
2: from? What? What's up? Uh, nothing much is really going on. Um, my name's Shannon. Uh, I also go by Sweetie Ash. I am a news writer for RP Gamer. Um, and I'm from the jolly old land of Pittsburgh. So. And ha- and how long have you been on the staff? A uh, couple of months now. Um, I was a new hi- yeah, a new hire from Mac uh, uh, back in February or March.
0: A newbie, Mike. I heard. We're gonna have to break her in. We have to make her play some bad games, like you guys made me play when I oh, was new yeah. and went I've behind had, the ears.
2: I've played some pretty bad games in my time. I am a fan of the Coussogé. Like, okay. like on, my Vita, on my Vita right now, I have Monster Mondays, and I've been playing through that.
1: Okay, you can have all the Idea Factory stuff.
2: Oh, <laughs> hell yes.
0: Should <laughs> so we found our new Idea Factory guinea pig?
2: Well, either either me or Korvac, who's also a new person, he, he did uh, a lot of the Idea Factory stuff. He actually did a review for Producing Perfection and was just like, why am I doing this to myself?
3: Mm.
2: What
1: did, did, because you? you can never stop thinking to yourself enough, how has this company been going since 1994? Who keeps buying this?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I do. Yeah,
0: there, there we go. So everybody, Shannon. if you're – Shannon, if you all <laughs> are upset about Idea Factory,
1: beast,
2: Shannon.
0: Shannon's feeding the beast. Absolutely. It make it stop the madness.
2: That being said, I did buy Omega Quintet on sale, so it wasn't like I paid full price for it.
0: Oh my gosh. She only paid half as much for the madness.
2: Oh jeez, how much did I pay for it? I don't even remember now.
0: <laughs> what's your handle on RP Gamer?
2: Sweetie Ash. Sweetie
0: Ash, you might have mentioned that Guess I have a is. very short term memory.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely everywhere now.
0: Yeah, it, it helps too because I'm still using the same handle that I was using like way back on IRC in 1998, and people still recognize me. It's hilarious. Yeah. What? Tell us, give us a brief overview of your gaming history.
2: Um, I'm pretty much almost exclusively an uh, an RP gamer. Uh, I play pretty much nothing but JRPGs uh, in specific. I do. I do love um, some action series. I. I loved assassin's creed i still kind of like i like the story the gameplay has kind of soured me at this point uh, i love Devil May cry bayonetta kind of like those combo action games but my one my one true love is definitely jrpgs especially uh the tales and final fantasy series
0: hmm. so so you don't like it when a series uses the exact same gameplay over and over and releases every like year maybe sometimes twice a year
2: uh, sometimes, I mean, Dragon Quest, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Quest, cool. But like, when it comes to Assassin's Creed, what really soured me wasn't just the same gameplay over and over. It was that they changed the gameplay. Oh, so I made it like, worse. yeah. So it's like around Assassin's Creed three, four is when I started getting a little eh. Mostly because, like, like I hated eavesdropping missions. I hated them so, so much. Like I wanted to go back to a time like two in Brotherhood where I could be just like a one a one person killing machine, basically.
3: My <laughs> like favorite is
2: why Brotherhood is so good, is you could just like have fif- like fifteen guards around you and just go through the whole thing in like a minute.
0: My favorite Assassin's Creed game is the one where you can go around with the bazooka and flamethrower.
2: <laughs> Sounds like Far Cry in here.
0: <laughs> Alright. So y'all rush out and get that right now. It's called Assassin's Creed Far Cry.
2: Uh, so, so what, a nice sequel of Assassin's Creed Far Cry, Blood Dragon Oh yeah, that's a didn't, fun one
1: Didn't uh, Scott review fun. that? I think he did That sounds like
2: something Scott reviewed
0: It does, oh. doesn't it?
2: It's it's very, very good
0: So what would you say When it came down to it What is your favorite type of RPG? It sounds like you've got kind of a, a bit of a spectrum there Would you say it's the JRPG The
2: Western RPG, Tactical RPGs Definitely Jeopardy is definitely not tactical. Like, I like the idea of tactical RPGs, and sometimes the stories are amazing, like Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics... Disgaea 3 has an absolutely hilarious story, but my problem with tactical RPGs is that I am horrible at them. I, like, I am just completely terrible. I haven't even gotten through Final Fantasy Tactics. I only got through Disgaea by using a guide. Like, I'm just so bad at tactical RPGs. I've been trying to get into Western RPGs, like uh, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, but I get overwhelmed by just how open it gets, so I'm definitely much more in the in the JRPG uh Contact. Camp.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm afraid yes. we, we lost your signal after you said you hadn't beat Final Fantasy Tactics yet. I, th- I think you're breaking up.
2: <laughs> I know the whole. I know the whole story. I know how to get through it. I just am horrible at getting through it.
1: Well, where where are you stalled? That might help.
2: <sighs> I think I was stalled mid chapter two. I don't know where that save file vanished off to, though. It might be on my PSP memory card somewhere, and I might have to get it off uh, to play it on my Vita. But I think it was, like, mid-chapter two. I don't remember exactly where, but I know where I definitely got, like, waylaid is one of my things with RPGs is not really overgrinding, but getting to a point where I steamroll things. And you can't really do that in Final Fantasy Tactics until, like, you get a certain amount of jobs, a certain amount of skills, certain characters. Cough Orlando. Landu. One word.
0: Calculator.
2: That's the thing. <laughs> Trying to get to Calculator is what's got me stuck because I'm having to deal with grinding the jobs to get that job. Uh,
0: fair fair enough. enough. What is your favorite RPG of all time?
2: <sighs> That's actually very difficult. There are three that I absolutely adore. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine is def- probably the top of the list for that. I've played it at least eight or nine times, if not more. Um, I've done an Excalibur 2 run. I did a single sitting run. I did that for charity once. So I just sat there and played through the entire game all in one sitting. How long um, did it take? 26 hours.
1: Okay. That's that's still a long time to sit there.
2: Well, I did I actually did the same thing for Final Fantasy 3, technically 6, like the Super Nintendo version. And that okay. took 23 hours. But 6, though, that's
1: that's hmm? a lot. 6 is a lot faster to with combat, just because of the lack of load times.
2: True. I also did it 100%. So, Ooh. like, I got all the Esper's and, and did all that stuff because that one was also for charity. But, uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy IX is way up there. I really like Pokemon Crystal. Um, and, you know, I, I, have, I have like this list in my head of like my all time favorites, and Tales of Vesperia is up there. But when I think about it, I've really only played Vesperia once.
0: Well, don't we, do, don't we still have the uh, staff members do that whole uh, personal page, mic where they have to do their top five games? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's on there, Shannon.
2: Yeah, let's look. <laughs> She's like,
0: I think I did that. <laughs> Let me go. It's me also, go. It's of
2: course. also um, I actually want to go ahead and give a bit of a shout out to um, the... Uh, to the the backloggery um it's a website where you basically put your entire backlog of games and you go ahead and and, you know check if you've beaten them or if you've done everything in them um i actually have it on there as well uh
0: but oh here it is favorite game see i know you better than you do number (laughs) number seven persona 3 portable number (laughs) six dragon quest five number five tales of vesperia number four assassin's creed 2 Number three, Pokemon Crystal. Number two, Deadly Premonition. And the number one game of all time, Final Fantasy
1: IX.
2: Deadly Premonition does give it a run for its money, though. <laughs> I love Deadly Premonition. It's so good. S- sounds well, you like...
1: must get along pretty well with Alex.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And your your favorite hobby is Dungeon and Dragons. Ah, oh, I love you mm-hmm. already. Um play Pathfinder every other week okay well we're gonna take a tiny break it's time for our main event so we're gonna play some really cool music and since we're talking about a lunar silver star story you know we're gonna have some great ditties for this one so hold on tight and we'll be right back
3: thoughts. All things are real unless you dream they're not. In your dreams, love is the plot carried on wings of hope. Each of our souls
0: Welcome back. This is the main event where we talk about a game or series of games and we dive into all of its juicy, tender insides. And today we are looking at Lunar Silver Story Complete, developed by Game Arts and Japan Art Media, published in North America by working design on the PlayStation 1. Though Mike tells me he got the Sega Saturn version in Japanese. Is yeah, that what and you play? And the,
1: and the original? No, the original version was the Sega CD. That's what I played first.
0: Uh, well, then how come Wikipedia doesn't have that one,
1: Phil? Probably because the word "complete" is not the okay. The Sega like CD version.
0: Oh, oh, oh! A little now technicality.
2: It was called Lunar the Silver Star. Oh,
0: uh, because because I played the complete. See, and it's the first one that pops up when I search. Okay, here we go. I'll Lunar the Silver Star. Mm-hmm. All that right, that's that the one. Lunar. Is this the one we're talking about? Right, Lunar the yes. Silver Star. Okay, yes. <laughs> developed by Game Arts and Studio Alex, released in North America by Working Designs. This was released on the Mega CD in North America on December first, nineteen ninety-three. This is a single-player. RPG video game experience. And I'm just going to turn the floor over to you two. I played, you see, you guys played the incomplete version. I played the complete <laughs> edition. So I'll let you all get all the stuff on the table. You remember all the juicy details more than I do. And then I'll talk about my experience.
2: I don't know. Which Shannon, will be much did,
1: shorter. <laughs> did, did you play it on Sega CD?
2: <laughs> I did not originally play it on Sega CD, but I have played the Sega CD version. Okay.
1: Excellent.
0: That's yeah, was, better, uh, that's better than what I did.
2: <laughs> God darn it, Phil! You mean you
1: still don't own a Sega CD? No,
0: I don't. Do those things even work anymore? All those moving parts?
2: Oh, I know. Uh, there's there's this great little add-on thing. It's actually um, a Sega like a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD smashed together. Is that the 32X or am I misremembering? The CDX. CDX. Yeah, mm. I know plenty of that still work, but.
1: Yeah, and last I checked, my Model 2 Sega CD still works. I don't know Mm -hmm. about the Model 1s. Those are the ones where the the disk drive pops out and the working parts break down easy on that.
2: Yeah, the laser had uh, some issues. But
1: yeah, if you play it on Sega CD, then you can listen to some of the songs, just like you're playing a regular CD. And I did that one spot time because I had it so long ago that I hadn't yet started putting music on my computer. Wow. I feel old now.
0: (laughs) That's because... Okay, no, no. uh, So, let's start this off properly,
1: and why don't one of you talk about the story? Well, we can probably just give it the general narrative, and then as we go through each rendition of the game, the general narrative changes a bit, because Game Arts just kept tweaking things.
2: Uh, Basically, the original story, you played as Alex, who is a boy who dreams of becoming a Dragon Master. Um, the Dragon Master is basically the knight of Althena, who is the goddess of the world. Uh, he is friends with Luna, who is a songstress. Um, and they go off on a merry adventure, along with their friend Ramus and the mage of Vane Nash, to, um, gosh, I don't even remember what they did at the very beginning. The middle is what, what I remember more of from the CD Let's version. See.
1: Well, I remember Null was there from the beginning. Oh, Null yeah. good old is, Null. Uh, I can't remember if he was spot if he was spotlighted as a dragon and later in the game or at the beginning. Everybody later. just calls him a flying cat for a while. It's,
2: it's a flying he uh Null is considered a flying cat basically throughout pretty much all the game, so spoilers.
1: Yeah, assuming anybody could be spoiled by this by now. Oh, Null geez. is not a secret.
2: <laughs> no. Uh, and yeah, he's
1: again for nineteen ninety three, they're they're pretty talkative. There's a good I don't know, forty-five minutes or so of dialogue in the game. Maybe
2: there is a lot of dialogue in the game. It is very wordy. It's kind of it's kind of in the veins of Grandia's wordiness.
1: I, I'm thinking of the voice dialogue. Oh, the
2: voice dialogue. Oh, there was so much voice dialogue. It's mostly in the cutscenes though, which is one of the real special parts of it.
1: Yeah, especially for ninety-three.
2: Especially for ninety-three. Um.
1: Yeah. Let's see, Alec. Alex and Ramus and all go to the mainland because they have been living on this little island after they meet... Quark. Is it Quark? Quark, yep. The white dragon. The only surviving dragon that they know of. And Quark agrees that, yeah, Alex, you're a pretty cool guy. Well, you can, I hope you succeed in becoming a dragon master. They go to the mainland. They make their way to the magical city of Vane, which floats in the sky. And they meet Nash up there, and they meet... Mia, who doesn't join for a while, and then eventually they go back home and they find that one of the four heroes. Let's see, Dragon Master Dine is the guy Alex just looks up to above all else. Yep. And he was with three other people and I'll remember the other two sooner or later because Jessica is the daughter of one of them and um, I think Mia Mel. is the daughter.
2: Mel is, Mel is the is Mel. the father, yeah. And then there's oh, the guy with the red cap. <laughs> He's 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 a cool guy. Oh no! Wait, no, no, wait, no, no. That's spoilers. Now I remember. Uh, I don't remember Again, the third one. Yeah, was it Mia's mom? I believe it is Mia's mom. Yeah, I don't name remember. Of course, her I don't name. remember yet. And then there was the mage Galleon. And this is the second CD version, so he
1: shows his true colors pretty fast when you go oh, yeah. back to your island, and he
2: kills Quark and kidnaps Luna.
1: Yeah, Luna. Despite you being just besties and gosh, you, you can just tell these two love each other, but no, nah, they're not going to act on it. And then Luna's taken away. Of course and there's there's been this whole story point about lots of young maidens of a certain age being kidnapped throughout the land <laughs> because somebody's looking for the latest reincarnation of Althena. And that might just be Luna. I can't imagine why. No.
2: Just might. You know, it's not that like her songs have magical powers over animals or anything like that.
1: No, there's absolutely no reason to think that she might be the reincarnation. There's nothing special about her whatsoever.
2: Nope.
1: Uh, so Alex becomes dragon master, or he sets out to become a dragon master. That, of course, involves a few tasks that must be accomplished as per. Finding the rest legend.
2: of the dragons.
1: Yeah, and one of them happens to be undead, so he has to kill it mm-hmm. or rekill it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes with Ram- Ramus. Skips out because Ramus just decides that his calling is to be a great merchant, and more power to it. So you get Nash, Mia, Jessica, daughter of Mel, and Kyle, who really he's, really likes Jessica.
2: He is a, a bandit.
1: I can't remember how he initially joined.
2: Um, there's there was a whole thing in the frontier where he was just like you know oh the the are monsters you know doing uh, hurting the people so help us and he's just like yeah I'll help you guys. And he he's kind of hard headed, and he was he was in a jail if I remember right too. That sounds right. Yeah. And thinking
1: back on the Sega CD version in particular, I remember once you get the whole group together, it doesn't stay that way for very long. Soon everybody gets sick except for Alex, and he goes up with a couple of people from um, whatever the 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 wandering.
2: The Nomad horse, tribe, yeah. The Nomad
1: tribe. Tempest, Tempest.
2: and one other guy, uh, one, uh, a lady, because Tempest is the guy and there's a lady.
1: His wife, I think, whatever her name was.
2: Girlfriend, something like that.
1: Yeah. And then, let's see.
2: Yeah, then eventually the party gets back together, they decide to get an airship so they can go to the frontier, which is where all the, the there are like these three witches that Galleon is in league with. And they're from there, the front of the frontier. So they go there to go and try and save Luna. Wait.
1: This is the Sega C D one, there's only one witch.
2: Oh, there's only one witch in the Sega C D Oh that's right, yeah. There was only Zenobia. Yeah, and the
1: Frontier is where the Vile tribe lives, which yes. completely uh, unexpectedly given the name is not nice. <laughs> I, I know, you never thought that would happen, that the Vile Tribe would be mean, but yeah, you're going to have to beat him up a lot. (laughs) And eventually, Alex takes on the mantle of the latest Dragon Master, and he's, you know, as a full Dragon Master, he actually leaves everyone else in the dust. He's awesome.
2: He gets very OP.
1: And then you beat up Zenobia. That's the one witch in this one. Yep. And you again get to beat up Galleon, who... Of, in the long-standing tradition does not take defeat well and he mutates into his second form and you beat him up again and Galter, Alex, and Luna just they finally get together after he overcomes the brainwashing.
2: Yes, because Luna got brainwashed and turned into a dark witch. Or a dark Althena, technically. That's what it was.
1: You know, that's that's actually a fairly intelligible plot of Galleon. I'm going to take the the latest reincarnation of the goddess and make her do my bidding. Nice work if you can get it.
2: Yeah, Gally was probably one of the better villains, especially around that time. More competent too.
1: Yeah, he actually, he pretty much gets what he wants until until he beat the crap out of him at the end. But mm-hmm. uh, and you what the Dine is in the game, but I forget what the name he's going under for a I don't while.
2: Remember either I, I can see him in my mind's eye. I just don't remember his name.
1: And he's taking he's taking on a false moniker because he. Lost all his Dragon Master powers during the final battle of his group, which means he's still incredibly buff and strong, but he has no magic. He joins Alex once for something—I forget exactly what they're doing—but
2: you're in a you're in a forest and you get lost.
1: I seem to remember being a sewer or something like a sewer.
2: No, this, there is a sewer dungeon because it's an RPG. But <laughs> no, he join he joins long before that for a little bit,
1: and he's awesome because he kills everything in one hit. But yeah, this being. Well, it was. It came out in '92 in Japan, I think. So, mm-hmm. don't expect a whole lot of story sequences.
2: That being said, one of the things that did set it apart, because I mentioned the cutscenes, is that every cutscene, like of the major story, um, were actually done in an anime style. They weren't full motion because that didn't happen until later, but they did have rudimentary animation, and the actual art wasn't too bad.
1: No, if you go back and look at it through the eyes of 1993,
2: you'll go, that's cool! Yeah, it is is very, very neat. It's definitely, like, up and above a lot of the games that were out at the time.
1: To be fair, the only real competition was on the TurboGrafx CD, which uh, not many people played.
2: Well, in terms (laughs) of, like, graphics, yeah. But by that time, Final Fantasy IV would have been out, and that's basically all uh, uh, in-engine cutscenes.
1: Yeah. Um... So let's see, the combat engine of Silver Star, random battles, of course. This far back, you you tend to get a lot of random battles. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And my memory is that this has one of the most erratic random encounter rates I've ever seen. You can take two steps and get in a fight, or you can walk through three screens and not get in a fight.
2: Yeah, the encounter rate was either very kind or not kind at all. And it had an
1: interesting inventory system where you had to put a few things into people's Slots in order to be able to use them in a fight. Otherwise, they just sit there and you can't do anything with them.
2: Yeah, it had a Dragon Quest-esque, excuse me, um, inventory system mm-hmm. where uh, you had to put items onto the different characters, um, and then it was also icon-based as opposed to uh, like full menu-based. Like it didn't have like text, kind of like a Final Fantasy would, but it actually had the little icons instead. Yeah, which is always really neat.
1: And the icons were actually pretty good enough that you could. Quickly spot check and see what you were putting around.
2: As for the combat in the in the games, they're semi-strategic. They they weren't full on tactical like grid based, but you did have movement ranges for your characters. Before you could like, if you were on the opposite side, you had to move to the enemy to get to them. It wasn't you know kind of click and go.
1: Um, And poor Mia Stank because she could only move one square at a time. Yep. Everybody else could move at least two, but no, if you weren't having Mia do magic, then she was never going to get there in time.
2: Yeah, and then, like, you had, like, a formation that you could, like, choose where to put your characters before our battle began.
1: Yeah, and bosses in particular would like to jump around and make you chase after them, wasting some turns.
2: Depending on the boss, but yeah, a lot of them did that. And I guess,
1: maybe it's because I ground too much, but... I was not feeling very challenged at the end. I beat up Zenobia, then I beat up both forms of Galleon without breaking much of a sweat.
2: Yeah, it well, other than Dragon Master, Alex being completely OP. But yeah, they uh, they didn't really introduce some of the more difficult... Um, or some of the difficulty stuff until later versions of the game. Which is fine,
1: because if you pick up a Sega CD now, you can expect to blast through it pretty fast. It It's not as long as the later renditions of the game. A lot would be added but this original one has some charm. And it has that old Working Designs translation, which left out all lowercase letters so that it feels like people are screaming at you incessantly.
2: hmm Not only screaming at you incessantly, but also screaming very dated uh, dialogue.
1: Uh, well, the the political one, that was in Eternal Blue, so we can leave that by the side. True.
2: But- but I mean, like working working designs is definitely known for a lot of its puns and its pop references, yeah, and silver okay. Star's sit it, it, it it's not as big of a uh of uh a, a troublemaker as something like Vanguard bandits or um, no, or eternal blue, but it's definitely it's definitely still got some of that working designs
1: to it well again, at the time. People were glad to take that because the alternative was usually something bland and unintelligible. <laughs> yep. That does mean certain things haven't aged very well. I'm sure if I played, if I got it up and played it right now, I would be racking my brain for a few things. What the heck are you get, trying to get me to remember about the early '90s? <laughs> and of course, the fact that I can't come up with any examples right now doesn't mean that they're not in the game. I just they're not as. Uh, outlandish as say a Michael Bolton reference in Dragon Force or yes the the eternal Bill Clinton reference in yep. eternal blue uh,
2: that was a fun a fun little <laughs> reference and it's aged so well
1: as if yes. anyone could even remember what the heck they were talking about unless you're a pol- a sci major
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh let's see. And I mentioned the fact that you can listen to the music on your CD player if you want. That also means that once a track finishes in this game, you get to listen to the disc start it over from the beginning. But you just don't get that anymore. It's it's a it's a retro piece of charm.
2: That being said too, the the music itself is wonderful. Um, Noriyuki Iwadare is the guy who composed the music for Lunar, for the entire Lunar series. He also did Grandia, and the music is wonderful.
1: I agree. I mean, he also did the music for almost all the Longerster games, and that's some rocking yep. stuff. Oh, yeah. That, that man can compose some great battle themes.
2: That's probably one, like, other than the world map music, that is some of the music that I remember the most from Lunar, is the, uh, is the battle musics.
1: Oh, and that one thing that Mac will probably not forgive us if we fail to mention, that wonderful title theme from the Sega CD version. <laughs> <laughs> Take heed! I, I will not try to sing it right now because that will probably break some microphones, but...
2: And if you ever want to hear it, it's, it's, uh, it is one of the bonus tracks to the music CD that came with Silver Star Complete.
1: Showing that working designs remembered as well it should have. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess that about covers it for the original version. Although I'm sure Phil will want to tell us how much the original version costs.
0: <laughs> Arm, leg, and a first board, I'm sure.
1: Come on, Phil. It's a, it, it's a little up there. It's a working designs release for the Sega CD. Those go for nothing.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they're on super discount. Let's see here, shall we? So haft.com for Lunar Star Sega CD.
2: Okay, I'm looking at eBay. It's about how much I thought it was.
0: <laughs> Which is to say, yeah, well, that's not bad. Disc only for 52 bucks, but of course our listeners demand the best, and I'm looking for the best on here. I'm not even sure if they got like, maybe a shrink wrap of this thing. Uh, shoot.
2: I'm not finding any shrink wraps. I'm finding completes, though, with the box and the, and the game art. Hey. Yeah,
1: and th- those Sega CD cases break easily, so that's a fine. 80, yeah. 80,
2: 80, bucks. 80 bucks.
0: Yeah, but it looks like my little brother ran over it with his bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had a little brother and he had a bicycle to run it over with.
2: Huh. Hmm,
0: that's a little bit it's of a, a dis.
2: CIB for 120 hmm, That's a little
0: disappointing. I was kind of expecting something more than that. I feel let down.
2: No, Don't you worry, Phil. Eventually, we'll
1: get to the sequel, and then you'll find some really nice Sega CD prices. <laughs>
0: so, I I got the Lunar Silver Star... Uh, story complete that was on the PlayStation 1, and it came in a nice thick box. It had lots of little goodies inside.
2: Yep, I've actually got my copy right over here. So, Shan, why don't you tell us what's inside? Okay, so there is it's, like I said, it's a nice thick box. It's got a little uh, front cover thing that kind of pops off. It's got all the, uh, all the, the game art stuff on it comes with two game CDs, because instead of just one CD, they needed to fit it on two CDs to the PlayStation, Mm -hmm. a music CD, which comes with a selection of tracks from the game, including the great opening from Sega CD version, as well as a couple of other ones that are uh, unique to the music CD and to the PlayStation version, and an exclusive making-of Lunar CD. Along with a 100-page leatherette hardbound art book and instruction manual, and a full-color cloth map. Ooh. And Working Designs went out of business. Why?
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> they put too much in the box.
2: <laughs> it's actually funny about that because uh, Eternal Blue Complete has a very, very similar setup of box.
1: Well, we know that those games weren't what killed Working Designs, anyway. <laughs> but I'm sure they didn't help.
0: you probably, you know, I played through the experience and, uh, I I will say it probably has the most memorable song slash soundtrack, whatever for the PlayStation one era, as I can still hum the tune to this day. And I can't say that a very, very many PlayStation one games. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, it has that whole cutscene Like you guys were talking about the animation, uh, just very, very wonderfully
1: done. It, well, it is on, on PlayStation. It looks a fair bit better than the second CD. Oh,
2: I can yeah, only they imagine. Updated, they updated all the cutscenes to be full motion video with uh, beautiful anime cutscenes. I don't. Rem- I think it's either it's B train. I'm pretty sure it's the animation studio who did it. It's either B train or Bones, and I'm pretty sure it's B train. They are also known for what like, the Dot Hack ga- uh, games and the Dot Hack uh, with the animation for it and the the series of Dot Hack signs
0: the uh yeah the animation just absolutely gorgeous Uh, the only problem for me well there was a few problems but i mean the box the presentation i mean the presentation just top-notch just absolutely no doubt about it for me the disconnect a bit was the actual game itself like in between for me it was just a little too old school for me at that time um since I had never played the original, and I never really got played any of the other Lunar games, and Wait, it just you
1: didn't import it on the Saturn. Phil, no, I can't believe you.
0: No, it wasn't big in importing back in the day. Believe it or not, um Hell, I can't believe. Yeah, I mean it's a it's, it's it's your it's it's very uh, it's your two D. You know, turn-based uh, Tactical, art, or not tactical, but turn-based I think it is a little tactical, right? You mentioned that Because uh, there's some positioning and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, there's still positioning in the PlayStation 1
0: Yeah, um, but like Mike said It was a bit on the, 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 the Easy side, especially as you got a little bit Towards the end. I did remember just kind of breezing through It and going... The music videos and stuff were really cool the, the animation just was really awesome But I could do with all that irritating Gameplay in the middle So
2: <laughs> one, of, one of the things that's interesting about that Too though is you, know, you can still somewhat breeze through it But they actually added an extra layer of difficulty From the original on top of that And it's kind of it's,
0: Was that in the Playstation version meat, Or the PSP?
2: Just, it's in the Playstation version I believe it's also in the PSP version I don't remember if it's in the GBA version so but, I would
0: highly okay. recommend you guys take advantage of it and bump it up a notch. Uh, that would probably help. I might have just I, I tend to pick whatever "quote unquote" normal difficulty is, so that might be a little on the easy side. Well no, it's
2: it's not it's not difficulty levels. It's uh-huh. actually how they did bosses. Uh. So in the original version, all the bosses just had static stats. That's, you know, they they had, say, 500 HP, 30 attack, you know, 50 defense, whatever. Sure.
0: So you can grind past them.
2: Right. Whereas in the PS1 and later versions, all their stats were actually based on Alex's level.
0: Oh, that is so wrong. That's artificial inflation down with this game. (laughs) Burn it. It's like oblivion. Burn it.
2: They had base stats that were then multiplied by Alex's level.
0: Oh, that is so wrong. That just that just, there's just one word, and it's called burn. That that's just all that's all, that's all we're left with is burning.
2: That being said, it is relatively easy, especially once he's a Dragon Master, s- still to kind of breeze through it. Also, um, they made it so that different characters could also equip more than the original items they could equip a, uh, in the Sega CD version. So, like yeah, for what, instance, What was
1: your limit about four things in the Sega CD?
2: Uh, well, no, I mean in terms of inventory, yeah, you could you could have. Six things in your inventory. Okay, yeah. And then the PlayStation version, you could have eight or nine.
1: Makes a difference.
2: But also, like for instance Alex, he was a sword user in in, uh, the Sega CD version. But in the PlayStation 1 version, he could also use boxing gloves. Which kind of changes the way he attacks. So everyone except for, I think, Alex, uh, Nash, and Mia had secondary weapons.
1: Let's see, Jessica used claws.
2: Yep, and she could also use stains.
1: And Kyle used swords. And boxing gloves. (laughs) Different kind of swords than Alex, though.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then um, Luna could use bows and, I think, harps, which were different.
1: Now, they did make some other changes. Uh, Let's see, Royce is one of the new witches in here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the third one. She was, of course, the one who... Doesn't look like a witch, so she was in disguise for a while.
2: Well, even when she, like, shows her true colors, she still doesn't look as evil as Royce and Zenerlia do.
1: No. And what is her freaking name?
2: I don't remember her name either. I remember she had blue hair, though.
1: That doesn't narrow it down enough.
2: <laughs> in an anime game? No.
1: Especially with Luna also there. Right. Uh, and this is when Luna starts to come with Alex when he goes to the mainland instead of just sticking on the island. Mm-hmm.
2: She is a pretty decent healer. She's not like Mia or Jessica, but she can she can hold her own for healing.
1: Especially at the beginning of the game, which is when you're gonna be using mm. Um. Let's see what else changed. Does Nash betray you in this, or does that wait for legend?
2: No, he betrays you in incomplete. I thought he betrayed you in Sega C D too.
1: You know, I think he did, but it was kind of a brief thing and he didn't show up as a boss.
2: Which he does in the yeah. Sega CD, in the uh, in the PlayStation One version. Which an awesome freaking boss song, by the way. Very like Saturday morning Sentai type type tune.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember what other changes there were.
2: Uh, there were a couple of extra dungeons. Um,
1: yeah, because the original version wasn't very long.
2: No, it was about like eight to ten hours.
1: I mean, I think I try- I think I finished it in about sixteen, seventeen, because I was. I generally do not rush through games, and even then, it's not a long game.
2: Mm. Um, Yeah, they also have a different voice cast as well in the PlayStation 1 version. I think Galleon may have reprised his role, but I don't remember. Oh, and then, of course, uh, they had one of the great extras was um, in After the End credits. You know, this is actually a typical working designs thing. uh, They had a blooper reel after the credits.
1: I think they had that in the Sega CD too, but it wasn't very long. Just because there wasn't a whole lot of voice acting.
2: Mm-hmm. There are a couple of lines, whereas there were a lot of them in uh, in the PS one. G- Galleon had some of the best bloopers. John Truitt, there's his name. Yep,
1: and yeah, he's a good actor. I like
2: him. He is pretty darn good. Like just just the way he he acted, Galleon. Just like that's what makes him one of my absolute favorite villains.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm remembering the PlayStation version secondhand because I played Legend, but not the PlayStation version, so most of the variances I'm remembering are from Legend.
2: I mean, Legend is a pretty faithful port to the PS1 version. There are some, a little more stark differences between the two, but we can get to that a little later.
1: We will, because that one ends working designs involvement. Mm -hmm. But before we can stop talking about working designs, I must mention, as a Saturn diehard, this would have come out on the Saturn if Sega of America had kept its working relationship with working designs strong. But no, there was some incident, I think it was at E three it was at an E three where I believe it was Vic Vic Ireland was just really ticked off that Sega of America seemed to have shunted working designs off to a bad booth and just the relationship broke. And he it was probably for the best because working designs was never gonna sell huge quantities on the Saturn in North America, but this would have been a nice claim for the poor Saturn's library, because the PlayStation version is not is pretty much the same as the Saturn one, from what I've been able to unearth.
2: Yeah, for the most part, there's some um, audio differences. Um, I think they're missing a few cutscenes, but other than that, it's mostly the same game.
1: Yeah, every time GameArt's changed it over, it made a few tweaks just just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you never finished it, Phil.
0: No, I told you, I beat it
1: easy. Oh, okay okay sorry I thought you had gotten I thought you had gotten so bored that you stopped
0: easy peasy oh no it's cute I want to see the next cutscene. once I had seen them all I was done with it <laughs> it was like ooh, cute pretty nice
2: songs
0: or was it just one song
2: there is two or three of them the one that everyone remembers that was the boat song which mm. is probably the one that you're thinking of
0: it's a nice song we're gonna have to put it on the clip I'll find it it is a very
2: very pretty song
1: it's all about the pretty songs. I'm looking at a couple screens now. I just have to say, this game has aged much better than a lot of 3D stuff from the PlayStation era.
0: Oh my gosh, that that is true. I mean, but it's no secret my hatred for PlayStation one era forced 3D graphics. That's yeah. It went to went to 3D. A lot of those games went to 3D a little too early.
2: There, uh, it's it's not like amazing sprite work, but it is an, it is good enough that it looks still looks good. Like it's not Tales of Eternia, but it's still good.
0: Definitely a lot better than a lot of the quote unquote retro games that are you know kind of coming out today. I think sometimes they just use that whole eight bit thing as an excuse to do you know
1: cheap work.
0: It depends it,
2: on like who you're talking about. Like I I, w- I definitely wouldn't put that towards Z-Boy but there are a few developers I might put that towards.
1: Well, all developers don't take the time that z does.
2: hmm Okay. Yep.
1: I guess that means it might be time to move on to the next version. Lunar Legend.
2: My introduction to Lunar, actually. Well, I played it on my GBA. I remember. I loved it on my GBA. <laughs> I liked it to start.
1: Because, again, I hadn't played the PlayStation, so there were a lot of differences between this and the like, Sega CD and then I started to feel... Uh, some of the dungeons are pretty long, and they really just kind of blend together as kind of boring. <laughs> At least for is, me, they did.
2: Which is interesting, because they're pretty much exactly the same as the PlayStation version. In it terms have, of... Hmm?
1: Go ahead. It might have something to do with the, the dumbing down of the battle system
2: here. That is pretty much the biggest change in the game. So... The CD version and the PlayStation One version all used like a strategic kind of like your characters have to move to the to the enemy and all that kind of stuff. Lunar Legend completely did away with that. It is your very basic turn-based RPG where you hit attack, you choose the target, your character attacks the target. You're on to one be...
1: side, the enemies. You're on the other. Wham! Kill them.
2: To be fair, the reason why I enjoyed that was I was also like. Twelve? 13, something like that. And I remember trying to play the PS1 version game frustrated because I couldn't get my head around the the tactical elements of, of the battle system. So Lunar Legend was just absolutely wonderful for me because I'm just like, yeah, I can play this like a Final Fantasy game. Hooray. The other major addition was um, collectible cards.
1: Oh, yes. I remember finding those, wondering... Do I really want to try this that hard on them? And eventually just not trying very hard about
2: them. Yeah. It, you get a bunch of them as the game goes on, but there are a few that are kind of like you have to farm. And it's, there, there's no mini game associated with it. There's no real, there are a couple of rewards, I think, but they're not very good. It's mostly just, hey, we add a little thing for you to collect just so you can collect it.
1: Because everybody loves collecting things.
2: Oh, of course. The other big difference is the cutscenes, of course, because it's on the GBA, are just stills from the PlayStation anime FMB cutscenes.
1: They're pretty decent stills, but the lack of motion hurts it, in my view, just because <laughs> you have something to compare it to. Right. Oh, oh, there's another big difference. We aren't dealing with working Designs translations anymore. We get to have an Ubisoft one. Whoa! Because everybody knows Ubisoft does great translation work
2: all hey. the time. We we do have to admit, it's not Breath of Fire 2, but it is very (laughs) bland compared to the PlayStation version. Breath
1: of Fire 2 is almost the gold standard for how bad a translation can be with people still buying it, because at least it's not in Japanese. You may not be able to understand
2: much of it, but it's not in Japanese. That's very true. But it's definitely also true that... The charm that was in the game from the Working Designs translations is pretty much gone. What you have is basically a bare-bones story with a little bit of the humor thrown in. Only sometimes I'm not
1: sure how much funnier it could have been if somebody had tried a little harder to make the the text work. (laughs) That's That's the thing about jokes. If they're not told well, they're generally not funny.
2: Yep. But that being said, if you're if it's like you want a easy, nice introduction to the world of Lunar, and you don't mind a somewhat stilted translation and a very basic battle system, then Lunar Legend is a very good place to start.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can find it dirt cheap, and Phil will, I'm sure, give us the roundup on all these other renditions after we do the last one. But I will say, the final fight with Galleon, that actually challenged me until I remembered that as a Dragon Master, Alex is simply amazing as a healer.
2: (laughs) Not only is he an amazing DPS, but he also has a... I think it heals the entire party, actually. It does.
1: You'd think that Mia or Jessica would be better at it, but no. Alex is the one you want to use. Everybody else can beat on Galleon while Alex heals the enormous damage he deals every turn.
2: Because I think he has three attacks every turn. Two or three, something like that. I
1: don't remember how many he had, just that they were tearing me apart until I finally decided, you know what? Alex, it's nice to have you attack, but uh, if you don't heal everybody, then we're going to die. Yeah,
2: and the the it. one the one move I remember him just destroying me with constantly was his, like, energy beam anime, and like, giant beam of laser thing that, uh... That sounds worst. right.
1: Because, of course, it hits everybody. Of course. Um,
2: and I don't think this was even
1: developed by Game Arts.
2: Phil! No, I think it has it on there, I'm pretty sure. I used to have a copy.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I, I can't do this. Phil has to do it. Bill.
3: Hmm. that
1: says that doesn't say developed by game arts does it and wiki is never wrong
0: yeah wiki's never wrong so obviously you're wrong i mean that's all there is to it
2: hmm. i swear there was a copyright for game arts maybe it was for the original story it
1: probably is i'm i'm sure game arts was involved at some level just to make sure that the basics were followed but i also don't think game arts did anything else for the gba so it would make sense that somebody else hmm. would do this Somebody like Japan Art Media. Whoever that is.
2: Media rings corporation after acquiring the rights. Okay.
1: Oh. Oh. Japan Art Media did all the... Oh dear gods, no. Uh, It did a game that we're not talking about this episode because it's too horrible.
2: Oh. Oh. That game. Yeah. (laughs) There's There's a joke amongst my entire friend group of that game. There, there's there's a game like that for that system. That game doesn't exist. That's what we would all like to pretend.
1: Anyway, before we can... There's one more version.
2: Silver Star Harmony! Which is for the PlayStation Portable, and it was actually one of the few times I actually went to a GameStop and was just like, hi, I want this anime game. <laughs> and it's actually surprisingly a, a good port.
1: Well, it's, it's the only lunar thing we've had. In the last 11 decade, years, I think.
2: Yeah, in the past yeah. decade.
1: Unless you count the fact that Lunar Silver Star is apparently now on iOS. Woo,
2: woo! <laughs> but uh, Silver Star Harmony was a remake for the PSP. They actually updated the sprite work. It looks a little more along the lines of something like uh, a Tales of Eternia. Um, so they're a bit. T- the sprites are a bit taller. It's an isometric view for almost the entire thing, and they brought back the tactical battle system. Uh, The music is basically the same as the PS1 version. Almost everything else is exactly the same. They do have different voice actors for everyone. Um, And I think there is either just as much or more voice acting than the PS1 version. And this
1: time, well, Working Designs is long dead by the time of the PSP, so XSEED got to do it.
2: Mm -hmm. And they did a pretty good job with it.
1: Yeah, I have have experienced some XSEED translation. It's good work.
2: Yeah, I'd probably put it on par with something more like Eeez, like an E six or Celsetia or over a Trails, but it is definitely again better than the Ubisoft translation from Lunar Legend. <laughs> Not it setting is... the bar very high. I know. But it is it is definitely very, very solid. If you're looking for something that's a little more true to the original Lunar experience, but don't want to shell out for the PlayStation 1 version, or you don't have a Sega CD and you don't want to emulate, Lunar uh, Silver Star Harmony is on PSN. You can buy it digitally, and it is definitely a very good game.
1: Yeah, I remember Sam, I think it was Sam who got our review in, her only, major, her only major issue was that it was even easier than maybe the Sega CD version, but that does not necessarily become a problem if you just want to cruise through it.
2: Yeah, it is. There are there are a few segments that can be a little dicey, but it's easier than the CD version. It's easier than the PS1 version. It's not easier than Lunar Legend, but that's not saying much. Um, I think the only time I really got stuck was a dungeon that I did not remember from the PlayStation version. It was that one town where like the music was like, off-key, and you had to go around like examining plants? I got stuck there for a little while. And I think it was because of the puzzle more than the battles.
1: I'm not even remembering that at all.
2: Yeah, there there's a town where the music plays off key while it's like something's going on. And then once you once you resolve that plot point, then the music is back on key.
1: Yeah, I'm completely forgetting that. When you talk about music off key, uh No, sorry, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Eternal Blue with the <laughs> the crazy organ going in vain
2: no, it was not... Excuse me. It wasn't an organ thing. It was definitely more whimsical than that.
1: Well, Phil, why why haven't you played it on PSP? What's going on here?
2: Uh, You know, I had such a riveting experience with
0: it the first time, you know.
1: But you played that one what, 16 years ago?
0: More? Yeah, I mean I guess I could revisit it, but um, yeah, yep, not feeling it. (laughs) I I like the cutscenes, don't get me wrong, It's, it's beautiful, but it's just, um... Yeah, it's uh, yeah.
2: One day, maybe. Every we once in a while, to... it goes on sale. So, yeah,
1: PSN stuff tends to have that. Well, Phil, mm-hmm. we, we haven't done the price roundup for all the other versions. Have nah, we?
0: that's all you, Chief.
1: You want me we, to do it? Okay, we talked fine. the good.
0: We did the
2: good version.
1: Let's see what Still, Silver Star Story Complete is going for on eBay.
2: And are we talking complete, complete, or just the game?
1: Well. I see one combined with extras for seventy-five bucks. Sounds about right. Which is honestly not as bad as I was f- expecting. So
2: yeah, usually usually you'll see it for about between eighty and a hundred, just like the Sega CD version. But what's hard is finding it with all the extras, especially that map. That map is notorious for being missing.
1: I believe maps are often that way. The extra and then for- let's look. The extra- let's look for Lunar Legend.
0: Yeah, those extra per- peripheral stuff can be a little hard sometimes.
2: I'm going gu- to guesstimate a ballpark already for Lunar Legend. I'm going to say 5 to $10. Actually, it actually seems to be a little more than that. Oh, color if me want, surprised.
1: If you want the cartridge, you're looking at around maybe $12, $14.
2: Oh, so not much and if, more.
1: And if you want complete and box, then you're looking at ooh 30 or so. Maybe even more.
2: I was so surprised about the CIB.
1: And let's see, Silver Star Harmony, just in case you don't want to do that digital thing and you got to have the original physical copy. And I see a wide range of prices, but some of the lowest, you could probably get it for 15, 20 bucks if you hunt.
2: Yeah, it's not really that expensive. Um, both Legend and uh, Harmony didn't come with any extras. There was no, there was no like, limited edition for Silver Star Harmony or anything like that.
1: And I can understand that. Those those significantly add to the frustrations of the publisher, and XSeed mm-hmm. doesn't have a whole lot of people.
2: Nope.
1: Not like Working Designs did, but Working Designs was fine with taking a year to get it, the extra stuff ready.
2: But uh, I think Luna, uh, Silver Star Harmony was one of XSeed's mm-hmm. earlier localizations, because like, I think before that was just Wild Arms 5 couple of the E's games, uh, the early Trails games.
1: I don't think XSEED was responsible for those early ones. That was some...
2: Uh, oh, wait, yeah, you're right. They didn't do Trails 2 and 3.
1: Those are the ones with horrible translations.
2: Yeah. I know I know Wild Arms 5 was, what, oh, uh, was 2007? Something like that. And that one was definitely XSEED.
1: Ah, oh, well, this isn't the XSEED history no, show. No, this is not the XSEED history
2: show. Well anything else y'all can think about before we head on? Uh honestly, really, if you're a fan of anime RPGs, like in the vein of Tales or Grandia, definitely give Lunar a shot. It's uh you know, it's it's not terribly aged. It it can be pretty humorous depending on the translation you're playing. You know, it's it's a it's a fun romp.
1: And it does have some rocking tunes.
2: Oh my goodness does it have rocking tunes. I've got the boss music stuck in my head, and that's probably one of the better tunes out of uh, the whole lot.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, even even Phil remembered a tune. He almost never remembers the music from games. Yeah, friends. I know. I don't
0: remember much about games. I'm getting too old. Too old, I tell you.
2: Get off my lawn.
0: <laughs> too old. Okie Well, We're going to take a tiny break, and we'll be right back after another Lunar Song. <laughs> Returned, and this is uh, the final lap where we do all kinds of kitchen sinky stuff, including reading uh, your comments right here on the air. That's right, in front of our live, uh, maybe not live, maybe they're dead, <sighs> our dead audiences of like dozens and dozens and dozens, scores, hundreds on
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I, got, I, got, I got a note. I got a PM, a private message from Eternal Youth 74. He said, hi, been listening to your show for a long time. It's our show, actually, because it's Mickey and I. It's like a 50-50. Shannon's just like along for the ride. It's like that third wheel. <laughs> but it's like Mike and I. Okay. Listening to...
1: Sorry, Shannon.
2: I was actually... like...
0: or or what he probably should have used here or he or she should have used is the southern vernacular y'all's show okay y'all's that would have encompassed both bike okay I y'all show show now for a long time and i thought i'd uh, say it's a great listen to someone who has played a lot and appreciate the classic rpgs of yore and at the same time have fun with your passion and make fun of yourself i don't make fun of myself i make fun of everybody else I'll make fun of him. I was lurking on what's playing and thread. And then they make fun of you. Yeah. He said, I was lurking on your what's playing thread and might be potentially dissuaded from giving Stranger of the Source City a chance based on your buddy Mike's lukewarm experience so far. As uh, someone who's mentioned you'd enjoyed your, you enjoyed your time with Demon Gaze, I thought you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you skip this one. It possesses mechanics. Yeah, it possesses some mechanics such as permadeath and encounters that can rape you. But isn't that half the fun intention of a good DRPG? I've played the import quite a lot, and I can attest, well, there is a certain amount of grinding encounters, and the harder battles aren't cheap for trolling's sake. Loot acquisition is heavily based on chests and drop RNG, which I know some might not have the patience for, but the drop percentages are on good equips isn't unreasonable. It's just like the classic Wizardry games, in that if you can survive the early game until you get some nice drops, you will feel a great sense of power. As you can progress It's much better than some of the DRPGs these days That rely on gathering millions of ingredients To craft everything And it's less tedious What are your thoughts, on Mike?
1: Uh, well, it's true I don't have to gather millions of ingredients I I do find that there's a lot of grinding I don't It's not even that there's a lot of grinding It's that it's grinding you have to work hard for Because the encounter rate is pretty low most of the time So you have to walk in and out Sell all your junk, which is mostly, of course, useless junk that you need to get rid of immediately. Go ambush things and hope that you get a good one, or maybe you'll get an ambush with something that will wipe you out because the game feels like laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: pretty funny, Mike.
1: Uh, yeah, I've made it further in the game. Uh, I can give some props to the dungeon design, which is kind of interesting in spots. I think my problem is that I've played too many entry Odysseys, though. I like even better Dungeon Design than this with so many more amenities, like being able to mark how I want it on the map instead of having the map either completely ignore it or just put its, uh, put its own little marker on there, which may not make any sense to me unless I've been gone through this thing for 70 hours and have memorized what each and every icon on the screen could possibly mean. But I've played worse. <laughs> see? I, see how kind I can be? <laughs> See, Mike, you do have a big heart.
2: You're like uh, that Grinch.
0: Your heart's started small, but then it grew really, really big.
2: And his heart grew three sizes that day.
1: That's right. Yours can too, Shannon. Just pick up Stranger of Sword City and wander around the dungeons for a while.
2: Hey, I'm still a, a babby when it comes to DRPGs. And I wouldn't recommend this to be your start. <laughs> well, I do have a tree 4, so... Which I... I think
1: you will enjoy more than this but then again I'm sure there's someone out there who will say Etrian Odyssey 4 Stag it put too much in the palm of my hand I like figuring all that stuff out on my own and not having the game spoon feed it to me I I guess
2: that's legit it's legit if that's how you want to play for me I tried Etrian Odyssey 1 through 3 and it was just like what the hell am I doing
0: well and we certainly wouldn't invalidate anybody's personal opinion or experience with the game we'll just call you crazy uh, we're not calling this guy here But we're just saying we've done that before in, To other people in the past But uh, yeah, that's awesome letter to uh, write it. We went back and forth a little bit And um, he, she, or it uh, Gave me a uh, um, link to some of the music for the game Which sounds really pretty good uh, Not quite Lunar good though Because Lunar's still stuck in my head And that's this game's not, but it was pretty good
1: Yeah, the Stranger of Sword City music is nice I'm having trouble remembering it right now though it's it's very good atmosphere music
0: yeah 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 so coolly coolly
1: and it's nice to have the option of immediately calling up all the op- all the things you did last turn and having them be input with in less than a second instead of having to click all those buttons to reconfirm but if that's not unique to this game anymore
0: Mm-mm. we have um we had what is this is this uh what was our last show, Mike? Was it one? Was it 164 Beyond the Legend? or? It was. Okay. So uh, we have some comments on that one. Booty, I can never get his name right. Booty, I just want to say Booty. And, and you know, <laughs> and, and if you were... Yeah, I'm me booty. Well, if you listened to our last RPG backtrack and you heard us talk all about WWE, we talked about our favorite tag team uh, of all time, um, The New Day. And boot and, and of course their trademark bootio serial. So when I see B U D A I, immediately I think bootio serial. I, I don't know. It's just too much wrestling, I guess. Uh let's see. He says excellent two game reviews and then a podcast about them. While I was familiar with both games, I've never actually played either. I am surprised, however, that it took to the fifty nine minute mark before Beyond the Beyond was mentioned.
2: Oh that game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I man I managed to Put up the reviews for Beyond and Legend the same time I was putting up this episode. That doesn't, ha- that doesn't happen very often, so don't get used to it.
0: Victor says, I bought and played Defenders of the Oasis on the 3DS shop for three ninety nine and enjoyed it quite a bit. Like all virtual console eShop games, this emulation effectively allows you to save the game anywhere. The turn-based combat does get repetitive because there are very few battle options. The G's Escape spell from the Cave of the Wise dungeon is a must-have because it allows the player to run from battles with a 100% success rate. This makes the endless random battles much less tedious. The ending of Defenders of Oasis deserves a special mention. Without giving spoilers, it's a little bit different from the standard Heroic Fantasy JRPG ending.
1: And I'm sure you remember that
0: immediately, right, Phil? Uh, Yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel bad because the only Oasis game I'm thinking of is Beyond Oasis.
1: Yeah, and Defenders doesn't really have anything to do with Beyond. I <laughs> and
0: Winter9 says, thank you for another awesome podcast. Found this after finishing... The subpar active topical. Okay, he didn't say subpar active topical banter backlog. So perfect timing. Uh, I think really what he was implying in that last one was active topical banter was okay, but man, when he found the RPG backtrack, he was he arrived. Now he's home.
1: I'm pretty sure Winter Nine is a she. Okay, she's
0: home. Totally home. So good for her. Good for her. Good for ours.
1: Will keep her busy for quite a while.
0: Yeah. Hmm. You know, I I, I got a lot... I'm getting, uh, you know, a lot more Twitter uh, comments, and a lot of them doesn't actually have to do with RPG Backtrack, so that's a little bit harder for me to go back through that history. If, y- if y'all gave me a shout-out through, through Twitter, I'm so sorry uh, if I didn't read it because it got lost in the huge notification list that has become a part of my tweet deck. Uh, perhaps, uh, moving forward, if you'd like your comment to be read on the air from Twitter, just use... Uh, do me a favor and use the hashtag rpg backtrack so and i will do you the favor and use that hashtag as well which i usually do whenever i post anything specifically about rpg backtrack including uh where i'm getting the um the soundtracks and stuff I've, I've been i did that for uh morrowind um i i probably unfortunately forgot to do that with beyond whatever i didn't think anybody was looking for the 8-bit soundtracks but uh i will do it definitely for lunar you can expect if you're following well, my twitter feed that will be the, going on. The Oasis up there.
1: Games had Yuzo Koshiro soundtracks, but these were not his typical stuff. No.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, follow hashtag RP, RPG backtrack if you just want to keep up with the RPG backtrack links. Or you can follow me for all of my politically incorrect thoughts at JC Servant. Mr. Mike Binky is at Jumason. Shannon, do you have a Twitter handle?
2: Yeah, I am at, at sweetie Ash, so, which is A S H E.
0: There you go. So you can follow us all, and of course you can always follow RP Gamer at RP. I think it's at RP Gamer. I hope it's at RP Gamer. That's pretty sure that's what I've been saying for like it's years now. It's at RP now. Gamer. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow the uh, RP Gamer to get all of our headlines and the such. I think that's all of the comments. I'm just going through. Gosh, there was a lot. Just, uh, just a lot. Just a lot. So if I missed you, I'm so, so sorry. I'll keep looking while I let... Ms. Shannon, this is a roundtable where you get to discuss, first of all, have you done anything new on the site lately that you want to get out there? And then secondly, what are you playing? What are you doing? What's happening? What do you want to share with our vast audience?
2: Well, on the site, I'm mostly just getting used to the news cycle, understanding how everything works. So that's pretty much all I'm doing on the site. uh, There's a couple of cool things coming up that uh, should be interesting as features. Uh, I'm not sure if I can talk about them, so I'm not going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what I'm doing, uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy IX on Steam. It, it is my favorite game, so it makes perfect sense that I'd be playing a lot of it. I am so glad that it's finally on Steam. There are some issues with it; it's not a perfect port by any means, but it's definitely a good way to to play the game on a on a modern system. Uh, that's not the PlayStation Three. I'm kind of hoping it gets ported to PlayStation 4 in the same way that Final Fantasy VII did, um, with all the little updates, because those kind of updates, like No Encounters, um, Speed Up, um, all that kind of stuff, is in the Steam version. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring that to PS4. Otherwise, it's mostly just been my other mainstay of Final Fantasy XIV. I'm on Exodus server, if anyone's there, hit me up. Um... Doing a little bit of my streaming streaming stuff. I do have a Twitch stream that I stream infrequently, unfortunately, because of school. Um, been doing Demon Souls. Been doing some uh, some retro games like Star Ocean One. Um, working on
1: to, and it's PSP version or the original Super
2: Famicom one. The original Super Famicom one. Oh, nice. I actually I actually own every every version of Star Ocean, like of the entire series. The only thing I'm actually missing is uh, the 360 version. Of The Last Hope. So, yes, that includes Blues here. Um, but yeah, I'd be pretty much just playing nothing but RPGs. So, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my thing. That's that's really it. Um, Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy XIV and Demon Souls.
0: Fair enough. Sounds awesome. How about you, Mr. Minky? What's up?
1: Well, I continue to peck away at Stranger of Sword City. I think i already addressed that somewhat i got through the first set of dungeons and r- realized oh in order to make the plot point happen i need to go find another hidden enemy uh, that i can kill and get it's i think they call them blood crystals in this game but mac got me a copy of Re reincarnation tensei
2: which, oh no
1: uh it's not good but it's not as bad as i had expected it's just when I play it, I can't help but think back to all the launddressr games I played because i I played all of them except the Wonder Swan one, and even three, which had a lot of problems, was more interesting than this for the most part. but it does feel like a laundresser game, just not a good one i love I love how whoever programmed it forgot that maybe you don't want to have the overlapping move ranges for each character show up as you're trying to move a character so that you constantly get confused as a different move range suddenly shows up and you wonder why you can't move there because that's somebody else's move that's the kind of thing a good quality assurance team might have picked up on and obviously this game didn't have that so it's still there and you get to be fully annoyed by it and yeah they th- they threw in the proper nouns of the Longrisser universe they don't seem to be doing anything with them and because of the goofy art style here I shouldn't say that but the art style of all the other Longrisser games is very distinct and pretty good for the most part Satoshi Arushihara is... Uh, you can like or hate is what, the way he depicts people, but he's got a good style. This style looks more like a mm, bad Saturday morning cartoon. Everybody looks kind of almost a little melted. I can't put it any better way. But I shall persevere. Maybe it'll get better. I mean, I'm, I'm on about the ninth battle right now, so that's probably not going to happen, but I shall
2: persevere.
3: Uh, he will survive! He will survive! But do does BG he need now?
2: a hero? <laughs> I'm holding actually, out for one. I totally, I totally remembered something that I was working on that just completely left my mind because we've been talking about nothing but video game RPGs all day. Um, I'm actually working on a Pathfinder campaign right now. Um, Phil. <laughs> it's actually it's, it's semi-homebrewed. Um, they just uh, Paizo just released a new um, Ultimate book called Ultimate Intrigue, and it's kind of this. They introduced a new class called the Vigilante, where its big thing is it has dual personas: it has a social persona and a vigilante persona. And instead of having just plain old regular combat with, with monsters, enemies, whatever, there's also social combat. But I'm you know piddling a little with that. The big reason why I wanted to do it. Well, it's because one of the archetypes that they introduced for it was called the Magical Child. And it's exactly what it sounds like. One of, the t- uh, one of the talents that they have is called the Transformation Sequence. And instead of it taking, I don't know, ten rounds to switch personas, it takes them five rounds, and there's all sorts of like colors and, and sounds and whooshes and stuff like that. So it's basically Magical Girls. And what I'm planning on doing is making a homebrew using that part of the system to make a Magical Girl RPG in Pathfinder. Cool. And I'm still trying to work it out because I don't... The, the way they have the archetypes set, uh, set up for Magical Chalice, it's a spellcaster. It's basically a glorified, unchained summoner. And I don't think people want to have a campaign of nothing but spellcasters. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of... Nangling a little bit so that people can choose any class, but all the classes automatically have the uh, the transformation sequence talent, so they can still do like the whole magical girl thing. But if they wanted to be a cleric, they could be a cleric. If they wanted to be a ranger, they could be a ranger. If they wanted to be an alchemist, they could be an alchemist. And so, just having to be this one particular archetype of vigilante sounds fun. Cooly cooly. Anything else? Oh, yes. If you have a mobile phone that can do it, play Kingdom Hearts Unchained Kai. It's really good. Unchained Key, excuse me. I'm going to get hung for saying Unchained Kai.
0: Uh-oh. Fanboys can send their outrage messages to Ask Wheels on Twitter. It's at Ask Wheels. Or Ask Wheels at RPGamer.com.
2: Unchained Key is amazing for a mobile game. It is very, very good, especially if you like Kingdom Hearts. My phone won't play
1: it.
0: And
2: That's if your phone can play it.
1: If, uh, if your phone can handle it. My phone is ancient. It can't play anything.
0: <laughs> I, I can't believe that they they released a Harvest. Uh, the Harvest, I forget what the subtitle is, the one that was on the Apple, they released on the Android. And I've got this pretty fancy, you know, HTC 1 deal. And it's like, this game is not compatible with your device. What? Evil. That's okay. We got enough versions of Harvest, Moon Factory, whatever it's called around here. Anything else, Mr.
1: Minky? I plan a little bit more of Borderlands the pre sequel. I'll finish it sometime. I do like that game. But the final boss was kind of annoying me and I felt like going to bed rather than trying to take it out again. So I'll get to it. No, instead on Steam, I mentioned this last time. You and Mr. Apps eventually picked up on what I had to be talking about. It's, it's zero. Something zero. What could it be? Mm. And something that... It's the follow-up to something that hurt me deeply. So, of course, I had to go experience it because I wanted to hurt myself.
2: Oh, I know what it is. I know exactly what it is.
1: And of all the things I can say about that first one, I can't really say that it was a cheap cash-in, but this sure is. Hi, let's reuse the same enemies. Let's reuse the same techniques. Let's reuse the same backdrops. The same visuals whenever possible. Ha 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 ha. We're Idea Factory. We're lazy jerks. Uh, and that's why
2: I like two better.
1: Well, this is technically a tactical game, so that probably also contributes.
2: Well, I don't know. Like, I like the first one. If the people who haven't picked it up Am I allowed to say what it is? It's it's the record of Agarest War.
0: Dun dun dun.
2: And I didn't mind the first one because it's less tactical RPGs than a lot of tactical RPGs are. That's
1: true. The tactic is get everyone in into their linked command units, wait for the right turn, then bust out and kill everything. Exactly. That's, your tactic.
2: Every and that's time. why I don't mind it. Because it's it feeds into my whole let's steamroll things. Until Plus, like, I kind of like you... the generational thing, but... Which was badly done. Yeah.
1: I, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to have a chance to talk about this sooner, very soon at all.
2: Yes, because I do believe we do have an Agarest episode.
1: We do. Why did I do it to myself? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You have fun
2: with that. I'm not in it.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I will have many things to say, including how concepts that are good in, in Notion can be undone through horrible execution. Also the, also Zero manages to feel endless in its cutscenes. Stop talking, you morons! Without actually saying anything. I hate listening to you people. Go away! Ah! I'm sorry.
2: Just... And thus the idea factory has destroyed him. <laughs> it might. It and might lo, be. it was horrible.
3: Hmm.
2: It's actually funny because I'm the the one game I'm playing on my PS4 is actually Omega Quintet, so when I'm not playing Platinum, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I
1: think that rounded up. So, Phil,
2: hmm.
1: I, no- I noticed you haven't gone to see Batman v. Superman yet. What's the matter with you?
0: Well, Mike, you see, it's really hard for me to clear, like, an entire day to see a movie that just drags on so long. So, you know, I'm a busy person.
1: But, Phil, this time you get to see a Batman who kills people.
0: <laughs> Did you see that, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Kimmel did I tell you about that one last show? I
1: don't
0: think so. No, check this out, guys. Go to YouTube.com. You know what? I, I've heard some not great things about the movie, but I think that's because they took out uh, one of the best clips. So if you go to YouTube.com, you look up Jimmy... Oh, that.
1: Yes, yes you did I, that.
0: Okay. All right. I thought I might have. I was kidding. But look up the deleted scene, Jimmy Kimmel, Batman vs. Superman. It is hilarious. Uh, I can watch that again and again. No, but you know what is out in theaters that's got me a little interested?
1: Uh... Let's see. You still haven't
0: seen Deadpool? Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) Wow. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge, like, I don't like really go out to a ton of movies. Those Marvel movies I'll eventually pick up on Blu ray and watch them in the comfort of my home. Uh, There, I'm not like such a huge Marvel fanboy that I'm chomping at the bit to rush out to the theater to pay extra for something that I'll eventually want to collect on DVD, anyways, or Blu ray, or whatever it's called. Nope, nope. But no, there's, there's, uh, actually, it's Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, like, oh, imagine that's not
1: out till next week.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's coming, right? And imagine you you got this game, and and then you did um, you know, what did they do? They did the game, they did a series of games, then they did this is a re kind of a remake of the original game, and but that's based off the movie that of the first game. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's the same. This sounds like a recipe for a disaster. But the game is good. The game that just came out, I got it. I'm having fun with it and uh it, it's good old Ratchet and Clank uh, goodness it's got it, it's now PlayStation 4 graphics it looks absolutely gorgeous it looks like a a a a freaking Pixar movie in motion just absolutely beautiful This this thing's at home on the PlayStation 4 and i thought you know into the Nexus looked pretty good on the PlayStation 3 uh and now they, they got the movie come out early reviews have been pretty positive we'll see how it actually you know does when it comes out but I'm kind of curious. It'd be, it'd be pretty interesting if Ratchet and Clank could beat that whole, you know, video game based on a movie based on a video game curse thing that's going around with a lot of those. So, pretty pretty cool.
1: Oh, you're just saying that because you loved Doom so much that you saw it ten times in the theater.
2: But it's got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I yeah. How can you resist
0: that? No, I love Ratchet & Clank I, if, if I've not said this before on this show I am a huge fan of the series If you liked Mega Man That maybe the difficulty on some of those games Is a little off-putting Ratchet & Clank is perfect It's like 3D Mega Man with a lot more humor And uh, the, the the difficulty taken down To a somewhat manageable level So uh, I, I don't usually die too too often In those games It's just, it's just that fun end of the night Want to go kick some ass with some humor uh, Put in there uh, It's a 3D platformer with a ton of shooting, with wacky... You know, with a bunch of... You have, like, anywhere... Depending on the game, you'll have anywhere from, like, 6 to 12 different guns you can play around with. And and they're all they're all zany. Like, one of the guns I have right now, uh, when I'm playing uh, Into the Nexus, uh, it turns uh, all of the enemies into snowmen. And while you're firing it, it's actually playing a Christmas tune. Jingle bells, jingle- Yeah, it's hilarious. It's a gun that makes Christmas songs. And uh, another one that fires out like a bouncy grenade that, as it hits, it springs off into... Dozens of little bouncy grenades It's just pandemonium in all different directions You got this big uh, decoy That looks like a cheap carbon cutout Of of the lom, of, of your character, the Lombax And uh, the, it, it's to taunt the enemies And get them together it, It's just hilarious uh, The guns are just so much fun now, There's humor in the game, it, it's appropriate for kids But I, I, as a grown up child Who's still playing video games and stuff I, I find it hilarious So um going through the series on the PlayStation 2 is a treat but these remakes the PlayStation 3 got the got the uh the HD kind of ports uh of the original game so I highly recommend those uh if you want to start off at the beginning but uh, this is going back to the beginning I guess cuz it's the original Ratchet and Clank ah, pretty cool pretty cool what else? What else? Man, what a what a time to be an RP gamer, though, right? I mean, these games are just coming out left and right. We just got Fire Emblem Fates Birth. Uh, I got the birthright one not too long ago. We've got you know Bravely Second in Layer. I just got probably what might be the last PSP, uh, especially retail hard copy game to come out. I finally got my hard version of um, uh, Summon Night's Five. And I'm happy to report, I, I've mentioned this before, When I, because they released the PlayStation Network version first, and it was royally pissing me off because it has this very irritating bug in the skill wait, wait, wait.
1: screen. This is the Gaijin Works release, right? Yes,
0: and Phil keeps tweeting to them, and they keep ignoring Phil. Piss him off, they do. Um, yeah, but the, 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 the PlayStation Network version has this very irritating bug that would pop up every time you go into the skill screen unless you hit select first. Which, when you press select in the inventory screen, it changes your character from the 3D model to the 2D model. Don't know why that feature is in the game. I guess it's a cool feature if you want to see your character as a 2D sprite instead of a a very detailed art sprite. Anywho, if you do that first, it kind of gets around the bug. But it irritates the hell out of me. There's one other bug in there, but it's a little bit less common. However, I'm happy to report I popped in when the retail version came in the mail, finally. I popped it in my PSP, the UMD, and... No bug. So that is exciting. And it comes with a very beautiful uh, soundtrack uh, in a full jewel case that uh, the old retail, when we used to buy CDs off the shelf, it looks exactly like what you would have bought 10 years ago. Of course, now we do everything electronically. And it's a very beautiful box. So it's just a very, very well done job. And one of the things I really appreciate is in the PSP case that's inside of this... The box they ship it to you in, by the way, is decorated with the game art and the logos. They don't just ship it in a boring old cardboard box. I mean, I will give Gaijin Works their props. They, they, they definitely went all out. It, uh, the instruction book is a full-color instruction book, just like the old days, and it's got a lot of detail in it, so you'll want to check it out. Uh, the, the, a lot of this information is in the game through the tutorials and the help menu. But having it in a hard copy there—that's handy that you can read uh, on your break when you're when you're not around your PSP—is pretty cool. It comes with a with a poster, double sided poster that uh, looks like it's about maybe maybe fourteen by twenty four inch, give or take a few inches on each side. But like I said, there's there's pictures on both sides of it, and it's really nicely done. So yeah, I give I give these guys absolute props. They have restored my faith in them, back in them a little partially at least. Uh, I'm still a little peeved that they didn't really Respond to the tweets You had to go fishing on their forums just to figure out And it took some user to point out how I could get around That bug with the PSN version Because I sure as hell didn't figure that one out on my own But uh, yeah very 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 Well done uh, on this box And if you didn't get one of these I think they still got Some for sale on their website I I would highly recommend it It's probably the last official retail PSP release Pretty cool uh Shimigami Tensei 4 Apocalypse is coming out, Mike. Are you jumping on that? Nintendo 3DS, kind of a uh, an expansion or a second part to the original Shimigami Tensei 4?
1: Maybe if Mac may- decides that I should be the one to review it.
0: Did you play do you do you play the Shimigami uh Tensei there, Shannon?
2: Yeah, um I've played Nocturne. Um I've played four. I haven't finished four because that stupid opening segment is like difficulty spike among difficulty spike. But uh, I've played Nocturne. Um, I've played Persona 3, tried to play Persona 4. It just starts so slow. Um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely a fan of of the the mythos of SNT. Um, I haven't played as much as I would have liked. I mean, I've, at least I've played Nocturne.
0: I don't know if you were following my uh, tweets when I was playing through Strange Journey. I'm pretty proud of the fact that I got all the way to the end. And then when I got to the end, I spent some time on that boss, quite a bit of time. I tweeted one day, the game has beaten me. Well done, game. Well done. So, <laughs> I know
2: Strange about those journeys. Yeah, definitely one of the harder ones.
0: I, I'm proud because I got all the way to the end, but uh, after grinding insanely for that boss and still having to whip my ass in like six, five turns, something like that, I looked online to see some help. Looked at some facts, and what they were suggesting to to prepare for this boss looked like it was a lot more grinding. Than what I was willing to do just to see an ending to a game, mm-hmm. so uh, that's where I was like, okay, I enjoyed the journey, <laughs> the strange journey, as it were. uh, I'm not gonna do all of that. And, and speaking up to that to that the guy you mentioned earlier about you know putting together items and stuff, I think that was one of the things that made me a little cranky about Strange Journey. Is according to the walkthrough, to have the good item set will really help you beat the big boss at the end. You need to do some crafting, and these things are like all over the place with random drop rates out of hell. So I'm just like, eh. Nah, now nah. I'm sure someone will Hey, if one of you guys had just Bought the items from the store that's in the ship I think, and you still managed to beat it without All that fancy crap and some weird Demon code that you had to put in that cost 5 billion money, gold, whatever Let me know, but I, I Just couldn't see an easy way out of it Even after sticking in an extra Half a dozen or so hours of, of extra Grinding there at the end So... You know, I was also pretty surprised to see that. I mean, a lot of a lot of good games coming out for PlayStation Four. This is a this is oh, a little I off. Have-
2: the- so happy at the amount of stuff coming out for PS4 this year. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just amazing. I, I was I was starting to feel I was starting to worry that my PlayStation 4 was going to become another Wii U, uh, where there's a few good games, uh, mostly first party, but other than that, it's pretty dry. But now we're really seeing it open up to some different genres and things like that. Uh, but no no, 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 no. I can never pronounce this. Nobunaga's no ambition. When was the last time you saw one of those games coming out on a PlayStation? Actually, it's it's released playstation 4 sphere a uh, subtitle sphere of influence and uh i i do like the uh su- i i like the, the samurai warrior games uh Kessen on the playstation 2 uh there's another one that's escaping my mind at the moment uh but there's a number of them that i've played over the the, the years the empires games uh so i've, I've played yeah. everything except for the original like three kingdoms what's that
2: uh, yeah, I was about to mention. There's a new Romance of the Three Kingdoms coming out as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, it's insane, and it's on the PlayStation Four, and that's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of it's coming out on the PC too. So if you're if you got a PC, you're in the you're in the good as well. I'm afraid, uh, you know, it's funny. Matt keeps saying, "Stop me from buying an Xbox One," and I'm like, I'm seeing all these really cool original outside the box titles for a PC and PlayStation Four. I don't know if I'm seeing as much for Xbox One. So let the debate begin. But uh, honestly,
2: in terms of like just RP gamer stuff for the Xbox One it like developers just aren't jumping to it they're they're mostly sticking to p c and the p s four yeah,
0: so hmm
2: i i don't know, like uh, the last big original game I can think of for, for the one is sunset overdrive, and that was a while ago boy yeah
0: i I can't think of one either uh better or ever that.
1: ever since it tried three with three sixty for a little while, Microsoft has just given up on Japan, I think
0: mm-hmm. I mentioned before, I'm doing that uh, that series on YouTube, The Gamers Experience. Uh, I don't remember if I had gotten Leisure Suit Larry up before our last show, but Leisure Suit Larry is up now. And I just did Goldbox. To, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, I just did Goldbox Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Uh, so one of my favorite awesome. games of all time. Yeah, series, I should say. And I used Curse of the Bonds for my footage uh, and to to show with, uh, the gameplay off and the such. So, uh, my, my gamers' experiences are more than reviews, but less than let's plays. They're somewhere in between. So you can go and check it out and hear all my awesome thoughts on how awesome Goldbox games are. I could have gotten a, gone a lot longer with that one, but
2: uh, I was getting tired. So you can go ahead and check that one out. Are you ever thinking about doing one on the uh, the D and D beat 'em ups? The who? D and D beat 'em ups.
3: Yeah, oh, the beat 'em ups. Oh.
1: Stara and um.
3: I. And
2: I might some
0: point cuz yeah it's mostly PC games but I think that's on Steam now so I got yes, I I got them on the PlayStation 3 uh, they were part of the PSN program but yeah those are those are good ones as well I got a number of D&D games on the list cuz I went through my list of PC games in my spreadsheet and I picked my top 100 then I listed the, or I sorted them by chronologically by release date so that's how I'm doing that show so now I'm finally up to 1980 Nine, I think it is, with Goldbox games. Uh, so it'll be a while before I get to. Well, then again, the original arcade dates on those are actually a pretty, pretty old. They're um, if I the use early nineties. Yeah. yeah, early
2: nineties, like ninety three, ninety four, somewhere around there.
0: Got a lot of D and D games uh, when you look at that. I mean, just over the years, a Dungeon mm-hmm. Hack game, and Eye of the Beholder, Mesperanza, oh, Dark Eye Sun. The oh boy! Yeah, Dark Sun. It, it just um, Empires or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. uh, Dungeon Dragons Empires. That was really whacked. Uh, a lot of really great D and D games on the PC over the year, or a lot of fun ones. I, I don't know, if great's the right word, but they were fun for ways Cool. Well, I think that's a that's a wrap. Our next show. Yeah, backtrack number 166 So we, as you probably tell, I think I said it was going to be Yakuza last time But we had to switch some things around to some scheduling concerns So we're going to try to get to Yakuza next time Yakuza 3, 4 and Dead Souls to be specific So we'll see how that goes We're subtitling that one They'll kill you five times before you hit the
1: ground just... And that is of course Actually anybody who remembers a certain Simpsons episode ought to get that <laughs> Mm-hmm.
2: They can do it nine times
0: and uh just want to uh just want to thank on behalf of me mike and shannon we want to thank you for listening to rpg backtrack as always you are the reason we do this do us a favor leave us a if you like what you hear leave us a high star rating on itunes if you don't like what you hear then go listen to some other podcasts. Don't leave us a one star. That's just bad form. <laughs> I will remind you that RPJ Track is a production of RPGamer, your source for RPG news, impressions, reviews, articles, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Write your questions and comments on our boards or email JC Servant at cyberlightcomics.com. Mr. Minky is a Jew Mason at Hotmail.com. You want to give your
2: email address out, Shannon? It's up to you. Uh, just use my RPGamer account, sweetieash at rpgamer.com.
0: And help shape our future shows. You can uh, follow us at Twitter, forward slash RP Gamer. Become our biggest fans of Facebook.com, forward slash RP Gamer. And of course, you can, uh, as I mentioned before, our boards over, over at rpgamer.com. Hit the forum link there on the left-hand side. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, you can listen to our huge, vast catalog of backtracking podcast as well as our other sister podcast the RPG cast, the active topical banter Q&A quest and RPG cast, it's all over at rpgamer.com Mr.
1: Mickey, would you like to put us to bed? I suppose I should issue a disclaimer just because you have known a woman since childhood and you might like each other, that does not in fact mean that she is a reincarnation of any given goddess, and if you try to act that way you may be in big, big trouble